Hi there, and welcome to the Community HealthCast from the Queen's Community Health Board. My name is Rick Conrad, and I'll be your host today, along with our coordinator, Elizabeth Bailey. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Rick. Great to see you. Great to see you, even if it is only virtually. And how ironic that we're speaking virtually today, or coincidental, I guess, it's not irony, because our topic today is COVID and coping with COVID and the resources the health authority has to help people deal with COVID. And we've been doing these things virtually since we started the podcast because of COVID. So it's a, it's a very appropriate topic today. Yeah, I would go you one further and say we really started the podcast because of COVID, right? We needed a good way to connect with community that also wouldn't literally be connecting us with community. And we said, hey, how about a podcast? Mm -hmm. And here we are. And another little interesting uh, change today is that we don't really have a guest per se. You're our special guest, but you're special anyway. So. <laughs> you're special too, Rick. You're just saying that because I said that. But yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember, you remember how many times I bugged you to come join the community health board because I thought you were special and I was right. So, Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I think people have experienced COVID in many different ways since this whole thing started. And I think it's forced a lot of us to be a bit more resourceful than usual. It's been challenging not seeing family and friends as much as we normally do, or even being able to go out somewhere and do what we used to do and not have to worry about washing your hands every few minutes or sanitizing or something. So, uh, what's it been like for you, Elizabeth, during this whole, I guess it's been six months? Seven now. Seven months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, boy, you know, I hate to say that it's been hard because I think that in my family, we have it better off than 95% of people, right? We really do. We're both able to work from home. Um, we had relatively little disruption to our income. So in the big picture, it's been pretty easy for us. So I hate to complain. And yet at the same time, it has been hard. I have family and friends all over, including in a lot of places where COVID has been much, much worse than it is here. My parents lost a neighbor who they were good friends with to COVID. And, uh, you know, I'm just really aware that even though we're relatively safe here, that safety is really fragile and it could change, right? I think I might be a little more aware of that than some people just because I have family in high COVID areas. So I'm always keeping it in mind that things could change any time. And I feel grateful to live in a community where people are generally really respectful of the rules. Mm. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very true. And I think I would echo that, that I'm, I've been also pretty lucky, knock on wood, during this whole process. I'll have a house over my head and pretty secure and that sort of thing. And probably don't have to deal with all of the other issues that some other people have to deal with before COVID. So yeah, we are a couple of the luckier people during this whole pandemic. I guess there's a lot to know about COVID. Uh, the information keeps changing because the virus is so new, but and we learn more every day. Where do we go to get up-to-date information about what the guidelines and the rules are around COVID? Yeah, I know it can be so confusing because things do change. This virus is really new. We didn't know anything about it really when it started and we're learning more every day. We learn new things all the time. And so the rules change when what we know changes. Luckily, I'd say there's really one-stop shopping for most of the information you might want to know. 
-hmm. If you go to the website for the health authority, which is just nshealth.ca, that's the main website for the whole health authority. There's a menu at the top and it says COVID-19 in blue right up at the top, right by the logo that says Nova Scotia Health. Mm -hmm. You click on that, that will lead you to just about anything you want to know. There's a section called Nova Scotia Government COVID-19 Info. If you go there, it will take you to the province's information about COVID and what their regulations are. And that includes things like information about masks, information about symptoms and testing, information about travel, financial help that's available, and also rules about education and childcare, which right there is a lot of the stuff people need to know when they go looking for information. You can also find out the Nova Scotia Health Authority's own information about COVID on that website, including where to find an assessment center, what visitor restrictions are, and what temporary closures. But then they also have a tab called COVID-19 Resources, which can tell you all kinds of other things you want to know, including cleaning around your home and protecting yourself, what you need to know to keep your home clean if you have visitors inside. It's got a link to online mental health services, which we'll talk more about later, but also things like how to wear a mask, or there's two SLGBTQIA plus resource guide for COVID. There's information about preparing for surgery. So really just a wide, wide range of information all through the Nova Scotia Health site, uh, some of which is more about healthcare than others, but all together has all of the things that you might need to know. Now, I would like to think that I've been pretty plugged in during this whole COVID stuff because I did go through a period where I was a little obsessively following the news about it. And some of these resources, through my own lack of educating myself, I wasn't aware existed. So this is great. I do want to say the one thing that can be a little bit of a problem is getting information in the hands of people who don't have internet or just don't use computers, which is a lot of people and a lot of people in Queens County. So let's say you're listening to this podcast on QCCR because they play our podcasts and you say, well, I don't do things on the internet. Where do I find information? My advice would be to call 211. And that's also good advice for anybody in any situation, really. If you can't find out what you need to know or you need a service and you don't know where to go, you can always call 211. And the person on the other end of the phone will either find out for you and tell you right away. Or if they need to find out, they can hang up and find out and call you back and tell you. But they're a really great resource for getting any kind of information, but definitely relating to COVID-19. So even if you have the internet and you're just so tired of reading things and trying to figure it out, you can call 211, get a connection with an actual person, and they'll be happy to help you. Do you think there's a bit of fatigue settling in as well about COVID, the, the kind of the vigilance that people have to sort of keep up to protect themselves, protect their families? Do you think that after this amount of time, do you think there may be a bit of fatigue, so like, you know, that kind of constant being on alert and how that may affect people's mental well-being or just overall way that they look at the world? I will. I, I would think so. You know, you can't sort of stay on high alert forever. And I think a lot of us were on high alert when we first all came home and stayed that way for a while. And that really wears you out. So 
There's been a lot of need for mental health services in response to COVID, which is really super understandable. And luckily, there's lots that the province has to offer and that Nova Scotia Health has to offer through mental health and addictions. So what about taking care of your mental health during COVID? I'm sure a lot of people could use some extra help in that way right now. Uh, What resources are out there? Luckily, there's quite a bit out there and there's quite a bit that's available online through Mental Health and Addictions branch of Nova Scotia Health. And if you go right through that same website, right through that same website and click on COVID-19 resources, you'll find a link for mental health resources that takes you to the mental health and addictions page. And it's got information for intake if you need to have an appointment with somebody and services and resources and tools. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about what they have for resources and tools. because They just have some cool programs that can really help people if your anxiety is high or you need some support. They've got all kinds of programs like Healthy Minds at Work or the Mind Well You Challenge, which that's been really popular. That's an app, actually, that you can put on your phone and do a 30-day mindfulness challenge, which is really helpful for people who are struggling with anxiety or, you know, or need help just being calm and centered in the moment, which can be challenging right now. Hmm. Mental health isn't all about sort of an intake kind of situation, obviously. It's a many-layered thing, I suppose, so... Yeah, well, I would say mental health, just like physical health, that's a huge, huge range of needs and services. Any other sort of resources people might access along that same vein, Elizabeth? I would just say there are a lot of needs that have come up related to COVID that aren't really about COVID itself, but a lot of people who might have heightened food security needs or housing assistance or something like that. And I would say, no matter what kind of need that you have, again, 211 is a great place to go and say, this is my situation. You might not even know exactly what kind of help you do need, but you know you're in a difficult situation. You can call them and describe your situation and they'll see what's out there and available for you and offer you some options. Mm-hmm. You can actually use 211 online too. You just go to ns.211.ca. That's right. And that all the information that the coordinators who you call have is available online and you can do searches and find all kinds of information about what's available in your community. What about the community health boards? What should people know about us and our work in light of COVID and during COVID? Well, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this podcast came out of COVID. I like to think it's one of those silver lining things. It's been really great to connect with the community this way. COVID has really changed the way that community health boards work. We're used to meeting in person and doing our work together. Ever since March, we've been meeting online, which was a big adjustment for people and can be a little bit challenging depending on what kind of internet access people have. But we've been making it work definitely here in Queens County. And we had a great online meeting last night, didn't we, Rick? Yes, we did. We're going to leave this. This will be the time in our life when we all became experts at Zoom. (laughs) But the most important thing to know about COVID and the community health boards is how they've affected the wellness funds. And we did a whole episode about this about a month ago. 
But something that a lot of people might not know about community health boards is that we offer grants every year to local nonprofits and municipalities and schools for new programs that address our community health plan priorities. And if that isn't something that sounds familiar to you at all, I'll just tell you that we do community health plans where we consult with the people who live in our communities around what's important to them. And then we develop a health plan based on what people tell us. So right now, our community health plan priorities are affordable housing, food security, community connections, and recreation and wellness. So when we give out those wellness funds, we're looking for programs that really address those four things. However, this year, we're also really prioritizing applications that address needs arising out of COVID. And we find that a lot of those needs really relate to those priorities anyway. Food security is a huge concern, and so is affordable housing. Uh, And of course, people who are isolated and don't have the social connections that they used to have because of COVID, they need community connections. And that's really important, especially for our seniors. Mm -hmm. But these year's grants not only are responsive to needs arising out of COVID, but the amount of money that people can apply for has gone up from 3000 to 10000 which is a big, big leap because we're hoping that we'll get some applications that do a really great job responding to needs arising out of COVID and we'll be able to fund them fully. So that's coming up. The deadline for applying is October 15th. So that's really coming right up. If you're listening to this podcast and it's the first you've heard about it, but you think you might be interested, uh, go ahead and give me a call at 902-350-0478. I will walk you through the process and talk to you about your program ideas and see if we can make a match. So is there anything else that uh, people should know about what we do or what, or the resources that may be out there to help with COVID or anything else the Community Health Board has been doing in this interesting time? Well, a couple things. First, I would like to say that the Community Health Board is always, always happy to hear from members of the community. We want to know how things are going out there and if there's anything that you hope the Community Health Board is looking at. And again, you can feel free to contact me or you can write us a message through our Facebook page and we'll make sure that the board gets to see that. The other thing to know is even though we've got challenges with our new all-virtual model, those online meetings have been going really well and we're getting comfortable working that way. The Queen's Board is a large, vibrant, healthy board. Part of being a vibrant and healthy board is always recruiting and looking for the next great members. So if you've listened to this podcast and you think it sounds like interesting work, please feel free to apply. And again, you can give me a call at 902-350-0478. And I'm happy to share an application with you and talk about what it means to be a member. Yeah. And take it from me, it's fun to be on the community health board. (laughs) We we have a good old time. We do. (laughs) We'll put some links to those earlier episodes about 211 and also about the wellness funds on our Facebook page, along with this episode. You can always go to our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board, to find out more about what we're doing. Great. Well, thanks very much, Elizabeth. It was great having you as a guest today. Oh, thanks. 